You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial. Free Audible book of your choice at audibletrial.com slash cinemagold. There are thousands of books to choose from. I'm currently listening to The Office, the untold story of the greatest sitcom of the 2000s. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast with your host, Larry Lease. Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and news. Today I'm introducing a new series I will call the Binge-Worthy Series. In these episodes I will be taking my favorite shows that have finished their run and tell you why you should be watching them as well. And if you're already a fan of the show, there will also be a discussion section where I'll be giving my thoughts and opinions on the show as a whole. From season rankings to favorite couples, this discussion section will look at the best and worst parts of each series. And for the first episode of this new series, I'm looking at The Office. The Office premiered on March 24, 2005, with a very short six-episode first season. 
who's the American adaptation of the UK television show created by Ricky Gervais, the same name. Gervais also helped in the creation of the American version along with Stephen Merchant and Greg Daniels. The show stars Steve Carell, John Krasinski, Jenna Fisher, Rain Wilson, Angela Kinsey, Mindy Kaling, B.J. Novak, and Ed Helms. It premiered on NBC and would remain on the network for the entirety of its nine-season run. The Office is a mockumentary whose subject is the fictional paper company of Dunder Mifflin, which is said to be located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It centers around the manager, Michael Scott, and his fellow employees, and follows them through not only their careers with the company, but their personal lives as well. While the mockumentary style of filmmaking has been around for a while, I think it is safe to say that The Office helped make it a more popular form of storytelling on the small screen. Without it, shows like Parks and Rec, Modern Family may not have existed or been set up in the same way. While the premise is watching a bunch of average people working in an office setting sounds like a very boring concept, it is in fact that concept that makes The Office work so well. In Michael, you get to see that crazy boss you probably have had at some point in your life. In Jim and Pam, that office romance that everyone speculates about. In Angela, you see that uptight, extremely opinionated person who always has to disagree with everyone on everything. You know these people, but but though but through the office you get to see them and laugh at them and not actually have to deal with them. The show does an excellent job of feeling like these characters could be real people, but giving them just enough of an exaggeration that the show can use to base its comedy off of. There are so many other reasons to love this show as well. The mockumentary style is utilized so very well. Every cutaway scene or pan over to Jim is so well-timed and hilarious and really allows you to see what the characters are thinking in certain situations. I really do not like laugh tracks on shows, and I love that The Office uses these subtle moments to suggest emotion rather than fake audience laughter to tell me how I'm supposed to think something is funny. It has probably one of the greatest love stories on television. Jim and Pam are a great representation of a real-life couple that goes through and overcomes good and hard times, and their build-up to becoming a couple is such a cute journey to follow. Also, if this is somehow a spoiler to you, I'm sorry, but I feel like everyone has heard of Jim and Pam before when it comes to television couples, so... Oh well. The show is able to make hilarious episodes over the simplest concepts. One of my favorite episodes, for example, revolves around a very uncomfortable dinner party and has some of the funniest one-liners I've ever seen. haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it's completely free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute podcasts for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcast google podcast itunes and all the other places you can get podcasts you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership everything you need to make a podcast in one place I use it my friends at Movie Lovers Unite use it and it simplifies the process from start to finish download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started while the show does have some so many hilarious and sometimes uncomfortable moments it also has the ability to to create heartwarming ones as well. 
Some of my favorite episodes are centered around weddings, proposals, or just a touching moment between two office workers. The dynamics between the characters work so well. This has to be one of my favorite casts on a TV show. You can just tell when you are watching how they feed off of each other, which results in so many hilarious moments. You are now entering the discussion zone. If you've not seen the show in its entirety, there will be spoilers from this section onward. I started watching The Office when I was in high school and did so until Steve Carell left in Season 7. I tried to keep watching it for a little while after his departure, but it just wasn't the same to me. And I didn't really tune back in until the finale. However, when the show became available on Netflix, I decided to watch the whole thing start to finish. And even though I still wasn't too fond of those episodes, I'm glad I went back and have seen the whole thing. Especially the final season, which I really ended up enjoying. The show has a very distinct sense of humor that I haven't really found in many other shows. And I love the mockumentary style that it was shot in and how the idea was brought full circle at the end. But before we can really talk about this show, we got to get ourselves in the mood. I love how simple their opening is and how it truly highlights the mundane parts of an office building. Just as the show highlights the mundane parts of working in one. It was written by Jay Ferguson and performed by the Scrantones. And fun fact, the scenery of Scranton is shown was in fact filmed by Jim himself, John Krasinski. So now that we are in the Scranton mindset, let's start the discussion. When you take a look at all the seasons... Season 2 is probably my favorite just because it has so many of my favorite episodes. It is a little harder to rate comedies based on seasons like it is with dramas because a lot of the time they are episodic, so in other words, a lot of the episodes don't contribute to a larger story. It could be said that the main overarching storylines of the season are Jim trying to tell Pam his true feelings for her, along with the beginnings of two other couples, Dwight and Angela and Michael and Jan. Other than that, however, most of the episodes could stand alone. And while the show does get more continuous stories later on, the standalone comprise most of this season. But they are so good that it still ranks as my top season. The episodes I enjoyed include The Dundies, The Injury, The Booze Cruise, Drug Testing, and of course, Casino Night along with many other outstanding episodes. Quite honestly, I don't think there's a single episode in this season that I don't like, and because of this, it gets the top spot. I could almost say Season 3 is almost as good as Season 1, and the only reason it gets a lower ranking is because of Jim and Karen's relationship. While I get that Karen was just supposed to be another obstacle to get in the way of Jim and Pam, glad Pam had time to be single on the show and be able to grow. I still just hated them as a couple. Despite that though, the season does end with Jim and Pam finally getting together, and it has so many amazing and hilarious episodes. This was also a season where we really got to see some of the secondary characters 
come into their own. Phyllis gets married. Kelly and Ryan continue to try and define their relationship. And Michael and Jan are not truly as horrible yet as a couple as they become later on. My third favorite season would have to be season four. While it was one of the shortest seasons, it also contained some of my favorite storylines. We see the rise and fall of Ryan. Michael finally comes to his senses about Jan, and we get introduced to Holly. This is also the first season after waiting for so long that we finally get to see Jim and Pam together as a couple. And it was, of course, worth the wait. This season also contains some of my all-time favorite episodes, including the fun run, money, dinner party, and branch wars. There's so much to say about the dinner party episodes most awkward moments of the show and then probably the fourth favorite season would be season five well it doesn't have many standout episodes it's the first three that i've mentioned it does have some great storylines michael leaving to start his own paper company with pam and ryan i love getting to see pam beginning to realize her full potential pam and jim get engaged and find out they're pregnant we also see Michael's relationship with Holly progress, and I love them as a couple. This season also has Angel and Dwight's affair during engagement to Andy, a storyline I found to be quite funny and often overlooked. Not to mention it contains one of my favorite scenes in the whole show in the episode Customer Survey. Season 6 is among the seasons that many believe is when the show started to lose its steam. And while there are quite a few things I didn't like about this season, there are quite a few things I do love. Of course, you have Jim and Pam's wedding and the birth of their first child. The storyline where Michael dates Pam's mom is also pretty funny. However, the storyline of Saber, along with the introduction of Joe Bennett and Gabe, I was not a big fan of, so the second half of the season kind of fell flat for me. And then coming up at number six is season one. Had a few quality moments. The basketball episode was probably the best of the season. And it does a pretty decent job of introducing the show and the characters. And while it is only six episodes, just doesn't have much story to it, putting it pretty low on my list. And the final season actually ends up at number seven for my list. It was actually a pretty good season to finish up the show. While it was still not the same as the first few seasons, it was better than the two that came before it. It wrapped up Jim and Pam's story pretty nicely, gave the rest of the supporting characters satisfying arcs as well. I also loved the final two episodes as they were the perfect ending to one of my favorite shows. And just right below that is season seven. Definitely had its moments, Michael's proposal to Holly, and his farewell episode are two of the show's probably the sweetest moments. Also, the episode with Michael's last Sunday awards is always touching to watch. However, there are just so many things about this season that weigh it down. As much as I like Will Ferrell, I did not really like anything about his appearance and didn't really find him funny. Gabe and Aaron were also a very annoying and unwelcome couple on the show. Overall, the things I liked in this season were very much outnumbered by the things I did not like. And coming at the very end, bottom of my list, is season 8. 
to be honest, I don't really remember much of the season. I didn't watch it live and haven't really watched many of the episodes since I watched the whole series. But without Michael at the head, the show didn't seem to know where to go and just wasn't as funny as the other seasons. The introductions of Robert California and Nellie Bertram were also not welcome additions and I could have done without either of them. So as a fan of The Office, let's dig into my favorite episodes. At the top of my list, has to be the funniest episode of all time in the show, is The Injury. It was actually one of the first episodes I saw in The Office, and afterward, I was instantly hooked. It's pretty spectacular that an entire episode of a show can center around someone burning their foot on a George Foreman grill. But it works so well and completely fits with what we know of Michael's character. From the cold open where Michael calls Pam to tell her he burned his foot, to his anger when everyone pays more attention, to Dwight and his concussion, I laugh throughout the entire episode every time. Second favorite episode is Casino Night. Once again, I'd like to thank Audible for sponsoring this episode. With over 150,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, Audible has a ton of audiobooks for you to try, no matter what genre you love to read. Perhaps you want to try The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien, or have you heard that Divergent by Veronica Roth is better than movie? <laughs> How can it not be? So many to choose from. Again, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash cinemagold. It's audibletrial.com slash cinemagold for your free audiobook. And thanks for supporting the Cinema Gold podcast. Not only does this episode give us one of my favorite lines that Michael says to Toby, which is, quote, Why are you the way you are? I hate so much about who you choose to be. End quote. But also has two of my favorite scenes on the show. The scene following that quote where the office tries to help Michael pick a charity to donate to is hilarious and manages to include almost everyone in the cast. Then, of course, there is the ending where Jim finally tells Pam he has feelings for her and kisses her, leaving us on the cliffhanger of whether Pam will choose Jim or Roy. Overall, it combines the humor and heartwarming moments that I love the show for into one great episode. And the third favorite episode, which is actually a two-parter, it's the Jim and Pam wedding. The first part is hilarious between Michael not being able to get a room and Jim's big slip-up at the rehearsal dinner. The episode feels so authentic with the way it portrays the exchanges people have at weddings. The second part of it, of course, contains the ceremony in true office fashion. It doesn't quite go as planned. And we're almost rounding out the top five would be dinner party. While a few of the episodes are on this list because they are funniest or most heartwarming, this one is on here for being the most awkward. Watching Michael and Jan trying to host a dinner party for Jim, Pam, Andy, and Angela was really uncomfortable, especially when it becomes clear as the episode goes on just how horrible Jan is. From Dwight crashing the party to the big blow-up at the end, which results in Jan smashing Michael's, quote, plasma screen, the whole episode is perfectly awkward from start to finish. What I love about it, though, is how it compares the dynamic of each of the main couples on the show and plays off of different people's ideas of happiness in a relationship. This one was also one of the cast's favorites of film. And the my fifth favorite episode to round out the list is The Fun Run, which 
which is also known as the episode where Michael hits Meredith with his car. This episode is another one that had me laughing the whole way through. The fact that Michael ends up coming to the conclusion that hitting Meredith saved her life when they discover she also had rabies pretty much sums up his character. In the run he creates to help raise money for rabies, a disease which already has a cure, is pretty funny too. This is also, of course, the first episode we get to see Jim and Pam finally together as a couple. And I love the parts where Kevin spies on them to try and prove it. Well, the episode, or the show, is made up of some really great episodes. Probably the worst episode is in season 6, called Scott's Tots. The episode is so terrible to watch. When Michael has to tell the whole classroom of graduating seniors that he can no longer keep the promise he made to pay for their college tuition, I cringe. Michael is an imperfect character, and he often says and does inappropriate things, but it's usually just because he is so unaware of what he is doing. I do not buy, however, that he would be so dumb as to think he could afford to pay ten kids college tuition, and then continue to lead them on about it for over ten years. It's probably the worst thing he does on the show. The office provided us with plenty of good storylines. Probably the best one they had was Dwight and Angela's affair. Well, I obviously don't condone affairs and often do not like them as storylines on shows. For some reason, this one worked for me. Angela and Andy clearly do not work as a couple, whereas her and Dwight do, and it makes sense for both of their characters to have to go through something like this in order to realize just how much they love each other. Also, everyone in the office's reactions to the affair says a lot about their characters. And of course, watching Michael have to insert himself into the situation makes for a hilarious encounter with Andy. Also, as horrible as this sounds, it makes sense for Angela, the most judgmental character on the show, to do something which she is then judged for the rest of the office. And I think it helps her grow eventually as a character. I also like how the situation ends with neither Dwight or Andy wanting to be with Angela after they realize how mistreated they both were by her, showing a realistic example of how an affair can ruin relationships. Overall, it was a subtle, subtle storyline that I think worked really well. And uh, probably the second best storyline is Ryan's Rise and Fall. While he was one of the characters that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, this was one of the first times on the show we got to see a character from the main office rise up in rank and do bigger things within Dunder Mifflin. Yes, Jim went to the Stanford branch for a little bit, but that storyline was very brief and he didn't really rise up in position, so this was the first time we really got to see a main character advance in their career, and it was a fitting choice for it to be Ryan. Ryan starts off the show as a know-it-all temp worker who thinks he's way too good for the job he has. Then when he gets promoted within the company, he thinks he's so much smarter than everybody else and that he will be the one to save the company. He comes back to Thunder Mifflin with a horrible attitude thanks to his rising power, so it was kind of satisfying to see this eventual downfall later in the season. It was a secondary season story that I feel like viewers didn't pay as much attention to, but one that I thought was pretty realistic for a show about office workers and was very well done. My third favorite is Michael's Paper Company. After seeing Ryan's already mentioned downfall, it was so fun to get to see him in a new light working with Michael and Pam. This storyline's not exactly liked amongst real office diehard fans as it takes Michael, one of the central characters of the story, and separates him from a lot of the action happening in the office. 
but in my opinion, the three characters that this plot revolves around made perfect sense and gave each of them a chance to grow. As I already mentioned, Ryan got a chance to be shown in a new way after being just an insufferable character during season four. Pam got to explore having a new type of job and sees that she had so much more potential than she realized. Michael got to get out from under corporate's eyes and run things how he wanted to, which of course did not always go well, but gave him a chance to explore new ways of management. And for me, the worst storyline probably agreed upon by other fans was Tallahassee from season 8. The storyline was so boring. The office was split in half, which eliminated a lot of the dynamics between characters that usually make the show work so well. The way the two groups were split obviously made sense from a realistic standpoint, as they had to choose people to go to Tallahassee that would make sense to help in the store opening. But in doing so, they forced characters together that didn't necessarily have great comedic chemistry. This meant that the episodes were not really that funny, so the show's concept of taking something mundane in the workplace and making it funny didn't work well in these episodes. I also did not care about the actual store itself and was not happy with the reappearance of Todd Packer. Who's got thumbs and didn't like this episode? This guy. You can't talk about The Office and not mention how great many of these characters are. My favorite would be Jim Halpert. I mean, what woman doesn't want to find her own Jim Halpert? Not only is Jim incredibly romantic in his quest to win over Pam, but he also is just a such a good, well-rounded character. He starts out as a typical younger employee who thinks he is too good for the job he has and never truly applies himself. But over the seasons, he doesn't just move up in ranks, but becomes a very important part of the company he claims to not understand in the pilot. Along the way, he makes mistakes, but that only makes him more reliable and endearing, not to mention that his pranks on Dwight are some of the show's best moments. And of course, my second favorite character is the boss himself, Michael Scott. Everyone has a crazy boss at some point in their career, but I'm sure none of them compare to Michael Scott. He may not always say the right thing, but between his many characters and inappropriate jokes, he has an amazing heart, and many of the show's best moments include him doing something kind. An episode that often comes to mind when someone asks me why I like Michael so much is when no one shows up to Pam's art show except him, and he tells her how, tells her so sincerely how proud he is of her for following her dream. This part could not have been played by anyone other than Steve Carell, whose comedic timing is impeccable, and who brings a whole new dimension to the character. And my third favorite character, when you include Jim and Michael, you gotta include Dwight Schrute. Dwight is a rather strange and unique character, but the show would not be the same without him. From his devotion to Michael to his never-ending feud with Jim, Dwight is hilarious. He can always steal the scene with his weird one-liners. Fact. And while he never truly changes his beliefs, he does manage to grow over the course of the show and learn that when you work, where you work is not just about doing your actual job, but all about connecting with the people you work with. And now, to get to the worst character, I think, of the show is Gabe Lewis. Oh, he just wanted me to... He made me want to rewind every... Or fast-forward every episode that he was in. I do not like anything about this character. He's weird and awkward, but not in a funny way. Not to mention his relationship and then weird obsession with Aaron is beyond creepy. I would take Toby over him any day. While this show has plenty of funny moments, it also has some rather... Sincere heartwarming moments.
among the best is Jim giving Pam the video and the note. After watching Jim and Pam struggle over the course of the season, this moment could not have been any more heartwarming. Watching the video that Jim had the dock crew make Pam is such a fun way to look back on all of their best moments over the seasons and was a nice tribute to the show's central couple. And probably the second best moment, and it's a moment I even cried over a little bit, was Pam saying goodbye to Michael at the airport. After a great episode of Michael giving each member of the office individual but hilarious goodbyes, it was nice to give Michael a sincere send-off. Pam and Michael have had some of the show's sweetest moments, and it was fitting for her to be the final one to say goodbye. And then the third, probably the most surprising moment, but heartwarming for fans, is Michael showing up at Dwight's wedding from season 9. For almost the entire show's run, Dwight shows Michael time and time again how much he is there for him with Michael not very often returning the sentiment, so having him show up to surprise Dwight to be his best man was so touching and always manages to make me cry. And when you talk about The Office, you can't talk about all the pranks between Jim and Dwight. My favorite is Asian Jim. Not only was his prank so creative, but perfectly executed as well. Having pranked Dwight for many years at this point, Jim pretty much thinks of everything, from the new photo on his desk to informing his actor friend about all his recent sales and voicemail um, passwords. And while a lot of Jim's pranks leave Dwight wondering if he has gone crazy or not, this one definitely takes the top spot. The second favorite is Jim faxing Dwight from the future. Just because Jim doesn't sit next to Dwight anymore doesn't mean he can't still prank him. The idea of sending Dwight messages from himself in the future is genius, and White Do watching Dwight actually follow the instructions in them is hilarious. And the third favorite is from the pilot episode. Jim puts Dwight's stapler in jello. This may not be the funniest or most elaborate prank Jim plays, but is the first of many that we see throughout the show and perfectly sets up Jim and Di Dwight's dynamic. It is even brought back again when Jim makes the move to Stanford and plays out with very different results with Andy. You can't have a boss like Michael Scott and not have those time-wasting conference room meetings, but they definitely made for some great moments. And probably at the very top of the list is Prison Mike. It's probably my favorite of all Michael's characters. Some of my favorite lines come from this scene, including the one about the Dementors. Overall, the idea that Michael gets so upset over the office joking about how they would rather be in prison than at work was j such a funny concept. Him just using ideas of prisons from movies is hilarious. And then from season four, the uh, second favorite episode is them watching the TV during the meeting. This is such a funny scene in which everyone is paying attention to the DVD symbol on the TV and seeing if it will perfectly hit in a corner rather than listening to Michael. I've actually done this before on my own television, and it just perfectly captures how when you are bored at work, the most mundane things can amuse you. Also, the fact that Michael thinks they are cheering for him at the end is a great touch. And my third favorite would be from Diversity Day. The second episode, but what many consider the pilot episode of The Office. This scene perfectly sums up everyone in The Office by showing how they describe other cultures. 
My goal, of course, is completely inappropriate, while Dwight doesn't get any of the stereotypes being told to him. Everyone else tries their best to keep Michael happy while playing, but without offending anyone, which of course does not go well. It is such a funny scene and perfectly sums up the personalities in The Office. With having nine seasons of The Office, there's plenty of hilarious scenes throughout the show. My all-time favorite is Bill Butlicker. Everything about this scene makes me laugh, and I often will watch this episode just for this scene. Despite it being a fake phone call, Dwight and Michael still take it so seriously that Jim can get away with portraying the worst customer. Every line is funny, especially when Dwight yells, Butt liquor! Our prices have never been lower! My second favorite is, Why are you the way that you are? This scene is funny, but not only displaying Michael's hatred to Toby, but also just how out of touch he truly is when everyone in the office tries to help him pick a charity to donate to during their casino night. The scene also involves pretty much the whole cast, and every line each person adds to it is great. And my third favorite is the roast of Michael Scott. When Michael doesn't like the jokes that are made about him at the office roast party, he decides to come up with some of his own roasts for all the other staff members. The greatest thing about this scene is that while every, well, everything Michael says is horrible, it is mostly true. And watching everyone's reactions to what he says is priceless. And oh, the most cringeworthy scene in the scene series is Michael's wedding speech for Phyllis. Oh, I couldn't even bear to watch it. I love the scene. It's hilarious. However, between Michael not realizing that no one wants him to give a speech and all the speech introductions he tries out, it is funny the whole way through. However, it also makes me feel secondhand embarrassment for him and is definitely not one of his finer moments. Plus, I love Phyllis and Bob's relationship and so it was kind of a bummer that their wedding episode was not taken as seriously as Jim or Jim and Pam, or Dwight and Angelus. So in conclusion, this show has a special quality to it that I have not been able to find in many other comedies. It has the ability to both make me laugh till I cry and also warm my heart. It is at times very ridiculous and others so realistic it makes you feel like you're watching people in your own office. Ultimately, it was these qualities that made the show so unique and why it will always be one of my favorite comedies. As Pam says in the finale, there's a lot of beauty in ordinary things. Isn't that kind of the point? And that quote sums up the show perfectly. A show about seemingly ordinary people that managed to capture such a huge fan base for many years. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. What was your favorite Jim and Dwight prank? Are you maybe one of the few people out there who does not love Jim and Pam? Let me know what you think by sending me a message at anchor.fm slash cinemagold slash message. Uh, you can tweet us at cinemagold2. That's at cinemagold with the number 2. If you're a fan of The Office, consider checking out The Office Ladies podcast, hosted by former Office stars Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, which premiered in 2019. The podcast is... Uh, rewatch pretty much of every episode of this show but while offering the listener behind the scenes commentary insights and even responses to fan questions you can catch the Office Ladies podcast wherever you get your podcast from consider checking them out today 
Thanks for watching Cinema Gold Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold 2. Become a patron on our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinema gold. Send us a voice message and be featured on an upcoming episode through anchor.fm slash cinema gold. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.